know, I know, I know that you're drunk. Yeah. Tell me what you want out of this club. Oh. You know you're national, you're national. Let me get that introduction We on a long road to self-destruction You so in love, you ain't gonna tell me nothing Let me get this clear Cause I had no idea I feel like I did too much I feel like I did too much Let's get all Hey What's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Film Room Files. It's your boy Zebby, aka Real Jet Lifer, and I'm with my guy Ish, aka Izzy DMV. That intro got me hyped, man. Yeah, that was a great choice. Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> I love it. That's a good choice, bro. That's um. In case you don't know, that's uh, no idea. Hi, Don Tolliver. Jack Boys. Um, are you into? I I never asked you about Don Tolliver. Are you into him? Um, I like that song. I'm not gonna say I'm into his music. All of his, yeah. Like I, I never checked for him before. I know this from TikTok. I'm just gonna keep it real. Yeah, it, it got popping on TikTok, but I mean, his music is really like melodic, like this, and he has a very unique voice too. Oh, nice. So that's why I mess with him. But go ahead. No, I'm gonna have to give him a spin. Um, but yeah, let me get this out the way real quick. Today is Saturday. Um, it's May 29th. This is episode number 31. Uh, it's me and, and uh, Izzy DMV in the stew right now. Yes, sir. Saeed hasn't come in just yet. Um, I know we've been having a lot of guests lately, but today we're going to keep it strictly NBA. Um, I don't think we're even going to get to uh, do any NFL talk. So if you're looking for NFL talk, you may be a little disappointed. We may have something. I don't know if there's anything there. Um, but this seems like it's probably just going to be a quick uh, update on the playoffs. Round yeah, one. lots of NBA games that took place. And uh, as we're recording, we're actually watching the Jazz and the Grizzlies. Um, that game is 55 to 44. 50, 52 to 42. My bad. I'm, I'm going off the, um, up oh, the, oh, you're ahead, <laughs> the you're website. Ahead I'm a little bit ahead. Okay. Sorry. So at least we know the Jazz get a three here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had a couple of games today. How should we do this? Should we go over the, the games that we didn't cover just yet first? Because there was two games now, today and yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah, we can do that. But uh, we can start off asking, because I know last time Ali gave us a lot of music that came out. Oh, yeah. That we didn't listen sure. to. So I, I, I know that you were that. talking about Kodak for a second before we started this pod. So let me ask you, Zeppi, what have you been listening to? Oh, man. So um, after the last podcast with you and Ali, I definitely uh, pulled up a couple of different joints. Mm-hmm. Um I downloaded Son of a Gun, Key Glock, hey. the Dumb and Dumber 2, um, Young Dolph and Key Glock, um, Haitian Boy Kodak, Kodak Black. Uh, so I just kind of been going through those three. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, how about you? I just um, I only got the chance to bump the new Benny the Butcher. It was uh, Benny and uh, it's another a new, artist. It's a new song? Uh, no, it's a whole album. It's like a collab album. Let me... Uh, how am, I not, name how am I not hip to this? I'm going to download this right now. Yeah. Um, Trust the Sopranos. It's Be- Benny the Butcher and 38 Special. Um, you know, 38 Special is a really dope rapper. I like his music. 
So I, I was bumping that. It had more of a... Oh, damn. This is the first time I've seen this genre on Apple Music. It, it got listed as hardcore rap. That's the first time I've ever seen that, like, genre listing. I don't think that's accurate, to be honest with you, but we move. Um, but, yeah, trust the Sopranos. Uh, there's even one song that samples the Sopranos, a speech between Paulie and Tony. So uh, I think you'll enjoy that, too. Yeah, I just downloaded it. If they have hardcore rap as a genre, they better put mumble rap. <laughs> nah. I need to see that. Nah. Um, Trust the Sopranos was the only thing that I got to. Um, I still got to get to the 42 Doug and I want to get to the uh Kodak Black. I did listen to 42 actually, now that I think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I just passed. Okay, I don't know why. Like, I just I didn't feel that vibe on that. Like, like some of the other stuff I've listened to, like out of the other mixtapes or EPs or whatever I was listening to, albums. Yeah, I just feel like that 42 didn't hold up compared to those okay i would have much rather listened to the other ones should i say but you never know you might like i might go back to it you know like sometimes you listen to an album and then it's just it doesn't it doesn't really resonate that first listen you got to go through it again true yeah there's a few that's like that for me man i was bumping uh j cole in the gym oh nice bro i don't know why i got super like i got super hyped and motivated and i was just going through like I was going through some stuff that was get, giving me anxiety throughout the week. And then when I went to the gym and I listened to that J. Cole, it just like everything, all that anxiety, all the worries, everything just just went out the window. Nice. It was like a really dope listen. I don't know. It was just some like I've really like honed in on the lyrics. Like before I was kind of listening to like the beats, the flow, the delivery. But during my lifting session, I was really honing in on the lyrics. And I was like, man, this is some like go getter type music, you know? Yeah. It reminded me of like Jay-Z type music. It's just straight. I don't know. It's, it was really dope. It's just that straight like go out there and be a go-getter type music. Yeah. I feel like the Kodak, the Kodak joint I listened to. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like it on the first listen. Mm. Um, I had to give it another listen and then that's when I started finding songs that I like. Yeah. Yeah. I like Kodak a lot. And I mean, to be honest with you, bro, I feel like he's really influential on... Uh, on this new era of rap music. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely, like, one of those artists you definitely got to listen to. I mean, if Glock... What's that dude's name? Glock 9? Are you hip to Glock 9? Nah. Or um, Melly, if they didn't get hemmed up, if they were out and about right now making music... Yeah. I feel like you would even see it even... Like, you would see it even more. Yeah. Um, Because those two, I feel like, definitely have some trace of, like, Kodak-influenced music. Yeah. That was a nice three. Yeah, as the score is sixty forty nine for the Utah and Memphis game. Now, uh, real quick, before I'm sorry, my go ahead. You, you were talking about the gym. You you saying you were stressed out. Do you want to share with us what's been stressing you about Izzy DMV? Just uh, you know, just out here owing people money, not loan sharks or anything, but uh, whoa, 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 uh, uh, universities got to pay off some uh, universities and stuff. So, but luckily, some things looked up for me. I had you know. I had my side business kind of really pan out for me, too. My man Izzy said, owing people money. I said. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, yeah, just just some shit I had to have do. But luckily, my side business started picking up when I had stuff do. And then on top of my gym workout session, it just uh, kind of relieved me a little bit. So Glad to hear that, bro. I'm just waiting for this podcast to get, get us a million dollar salary, inshallah. Wow. 
That would be. I'm, I'm, I, you know, that's one of the things I actually visualize, right? I love it, bro. I visualize it. I'm like, oh yeah, like I know one day we're gonna get cut this check, and then when we split it between me, you, and Saeed, this is gonna be our portion, and like I just visualize it like that, bro. I'm gonna keep it real, like I uh, just getting this whole thing started. I was like, yo, I'm just doing it for just for fun, you know? What yeah, I'm like just to enjoy myself. And at most, 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 I thought, like, yo, if I can just get a media pass out of this, <laughs> like, go watch <laughs> games for free, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we got if we got a check for it, that'd be amazing. That'd be incredible. Uh, personally, I feel like we still have a long way to go before we oh, get yeah, to Oh, yeah, it's going to be a journey. Yeah, absolutely. Because we still, I mean, we're only 31 episodes in. Um, and I just feel like we're just getting, you know, like, our feet under us and, like, yeah. really getting into the groove of this thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I know I I didn't get comfortable until like the first ten episodes. I think I was. Like, I went same. back and listened, and I was like, "Yo, I sound like I'm like in the store." I think you told me that too. Like, you sound like you're at work, like talking to, you know, what I'm saying like people trying to keep it. I think Zahir yeah. told you that. Zahir told me that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, bad, bad. Um, I just feel like yeah, I was just not being myself and just relaxed. You know what I'm saying? Um, like you know, personally, just myself, the way I am, like I'm more of an introverted person. Yeah. So, like, I have, I developed a work personality. I know that sounds kind of crazy, like some psycho shit. Yeah. But when I was, like, um, 19, 18, 19, I was doing this marketing thing. And they taught you how to speak when you want to, you know, like, get customers and close sales and how to lead a conversation a certain way. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, like, really teach you social engineering as a whole. Yeah. I feel like during that time i developed like this character that i use right like to talk to people to make them feel comfortable this that and the third right? yeah i'm um, letting you guys in on some background by the way <laughs> so um when i'm at the store or at work it's like more of a professional you know what i'm saying right right, right. like i i i even try not to say yeah I, like my my uncle pointed out he's like yeah you'd be like yes yes aggressive as shit and i was like well that's because you got to be reassuring yes like you know what i'm saying mm. so um I don't know. I just talk. I was. I caught myself talking like that. Your uncle at the dealer, or no, no, no. My uncle at the store. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, moment. Shafi, he was like, "Yo, bro, like when you be talking to customers, you be like, yes, right." He just start like kind of like making fun of me, and I was like, "Yeah, that's because you know, trying to like reassure them when they ask a question. If that's yeah. the answer, you want you want them to you know feel like that's a fact. Um, but if I'm like, yeah, that's a fact. What the fuck? So um." Yeah, I just feel like I, I didn't even get comfortable. That's like, I feel like I, I had the work switch flipped on during mm. the first few, you know what I'm saying? And then just had to, I guess as the more I got comfortable doing it, the more I was just relaxed and just let it flow. Yeah. And I feel like we still are getting to that point where, you know, even with the music, like, when do we play it? When do we do that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. certain things like that. Um, another thing, I, I know this is kind of random. I mean, we're just going to talk about it. Let's pull back the curtain. Um give you guys a little insider information here i feel like we we had some segments that we wanted to do that we never really got around to we just cut all that stuff out and just went nba nfl or F- nfl nba to whatever else to whatever like to cards to finish you know what i'm saying yeah. uh like that's just how we kind of did it but yeah. like we had actually some good ideas for different segments uh-huh um they're still in the notes i think or i have them in my notes i'll, I'll send them to you yeah not for sure we definitely probably gonna get to those you know yeah, and I feel like once we develop, once we get to like closer to episode 100, I feel like we're going to fully be in like watch out for us in the podcast. Yeah. Podcast space. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think, I think, 
I think probably once we hit episode 200, I think that's when people will start tuning in. Like, by people, I mean, like, a, like we'll grow our audience. We'll grow our audience to, like, a significant But alhamdulillah, amount. bro, our audience is, like, Consistent. growing consistently. Shout out to y'all, man. Yeah, shout out, give, to, give shout out to everybody that's listening. Give a round of applause to the listeners. Yeah. Um, but our audience is definitely listening, and it's, like, um, real. Like, the people who, who listen, they'll, like, tell me when they see me, like, bro, I feel like I'm there just chilling with you guys. Yeah. So if you feel like you're here just chilling with us, what's up, man? How you doing? You feeling good? You feeling all right, baby? How's that drive? You know what I'm saying? How's work? How's it going? Hope you guys are doing good. Hope you guys are staying blessed. I know you're looking beautiful. And, um, you know. Y'all are all going to be successful. And if you're Definitely already yeah. successful, shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, that was for y'all. But, yeah, we're definitely, you know, um, though we've, we've come a long way from the beginning. We still got a long way to go. Yeah. So I wanted to poise this question before we move on to the NBA. What's good? Um, since that's primarily what we're going to cover, uh, before we get into it, I want to ask you this, all right? So Complex put out a question saying, who's on the Mount Rushmore, the fourth spot on the month, Mount Rushmore of hip-hop? I was thinking of that. That's so crazy. Oh, uh, dope. So so Complex pretty much had J. Cole, Drake, and Kendrick, right, on the Mount Rushmore. Yep. And then it had a fourth place and a question mark. LeBron... Uh, tweeted and he said it's future Hendrix. future Hendrix. I saw that. So who do you put there now? This is probably the requirements. I'm gonna have to say is someone that has a skill set and also the commercial success as well. So someone who can has reached an audience and at the same time has a good skill set. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just like that. That's I'm not gonna lie. Like um, first and foremost, I disagree with LeBron. I felt like Future was nowhere near that. For real? Yeah, because... Oh, that's spicy. Yeah, I'm going to just keep it real. Like, no no shots, no nothing. Like, I just feel like he's not there because it's not his style. Like, he has a different lane. Like, those mm-hmm. three guys are in a different lane than Future. Future is definitely very influential. Yeah. Right? He's very original. Yeah. Right? We've seen how many Future carbon copies are out in the game right now. Yeah. Um, And I feel like... He does have a presence in terms of just like outside of hip hop too, right? Mm-hmm. Like people, you know, it's like a, a wide audience. It's not like a niche type of music, right? It's like yeah. um, everybody is vibing to it, right? Like it's not hardcore rap or whatever. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, and like these three, I, I feel like it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. But then the one thing that I don't see is elite caliber lyricism. These three guys that we just named. Yeah. Jay Z, Kendrick Lamar, and J. Cole. They you are mean J- Drake. Oh Drake. Drake, Drake, yeah. Drake was in there? Yeah, Dr- it was it was it was Drake because I'm guessing. I just said Jay Z. No, 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 it was Drake. Uh I might have misspoken. J. Cole and Kendrick. Pretty much the guys from the blog era that came up in the blog era. Got you. So Drake. Yeah. Kendrick and J. Cole. J. Cole. So it has All to be somebody from their era. All three of them? elite level lyricists yeah you know what i'm saying um so i feel like it's gotta it's gotta be someone that also has that and i I don't feel like future is an elite level lyricist fair enough so i'll give you my answer because i'm sitting here thinking about it i'll give you even though it's not really his generation but he completely redid his career at the at the same time in this era who push 
Oh my goodness. He has to be there because he he completely I love that. I love that you said that. That's not who I was thinking, but I love that you said that. Because think about it, right? He completely turned solo in 2011, 2012. He put out amazing mixtapes, um, amazing albums. He's had the commercial success. Um, you know, people know his verses on Mercy, on You Got Flow. You know, uh, he's got his hits as well. Um, he had one of the biggest moments with Drake, you know, that whole like battle between him and Drake. So if you look at his credentials, everything he's been through, I think he's up there. Um, a runner up I was also thinking of, like honorable mention, I would put someone who who's commercially there lyrically there like has that all-around package i would probably put asap as well asap rocky because i don't think you can deny like when he first came he just had but i feel like asap rocky the reason i couldn't put asap rocky there as much as i i fuck with asap rocky is the consistency isn't there like his album was album was or yeah, albums wise and just in, in general, like these guys are putting out I would say putting putting out music more frequently. Mm. Even though J. Cole did go on a hiatus for a while, mm-hmm. and we could be seeing something very similar with ASAP Rocky. Maybe this this is a different conversation a year from now. I just feel like I wouldn't put him there. Fair enough. And you know what's crazy? I thought it was Jay Z there. So my answer was gonna be fifty. If Jay's uh. there, it's gotta be fifty. Because commercial wise, commercial success lyricism yeah oh i mean he this guy you gotta admit 50 cent is relevant as fuck all the time yeah right like his social media skills are there you know what i'm saying he probably dropped a i would i would go as far as to say that get rich or die trying is probably like the illmatic of the 2000s i, I would say that because what other album would you say had that much of an impact in the 2000s in the 2000s I mean, that's I can't, I can't name any not and like that's banger after banger after banger. Absolutely. You know, so um but but th- I think this is gonna be all the rappers from the blog era, which is why I mentioned ASAP, which is why I brought up Push the T. Another mention you could have, another case is definitely I think Big Sean could be up there. Mm. Even though some people he's very um like when it comes to like he's the public opinion. He's underrated, but when it comes to public opinion, he uh People either love him or really hate him, you know. But I think he's, I mean, there's no denying he's had the commercial success. I mean, he's had the hits. He's, you know. But I also think lyrically he's definitely stood his own. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of the moments I remember where Big Sean really stood out to me lyrically was when he had that control verse. And he really held his own. Like, of course, Kendrick took over the show. You remember that verse? The, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, Big Sean's verse was really nice. And then on... The good music stuff, he was really rapping his ass off. And then Dark Sky Paradise was amazing. I mean, that was a really good album. I don't care what anybody says. That's a great album. And he was at the top of his game there, and the production was amazing. And, you know, he comes out with singles here and there that's really good. And he can tap into a lot of different styles. So, I don't know. I think, like I said, I would probably go Pusha T and then honorable mentions probably going to be ASAP and Big Sean for me. It's so funny because um, there's a couple of people that I had in mind. I'm just going through like lists of rappers just to, to see if I forgot. To refresh anybody. your mind, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes they're just not in the forefront of your thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I would have to say, bro, like somebody that has the commercial success, um, who has the lyrical ability, um, 
though I guess like you can say that he doesn't use it the way he used to. You know what I'm saying? His lane is different, which is kind of why I would throw him there. Um, it's weird because I'm conflicted between two, but I'm just gonna go with this one just to just to be a little spicy. I'm gonna say Wiz. Mm. I'm gonna say Wiz Khalifa, and then the honorable mention is is not even an honorable mention. Like you could also just pull Wiz and put Wayne. But Wayne also had that like issue with his um But Wayne wouldn't paperwork. be from this era. He wouldn't be from this era, absolutely. The only reason he, I mentioned Pusha like T he's relevant still though. Yeah, but I feel like this list was like this like that generation. From that, yeah, and that's why I, that's the that's the the reason I put Wiz. Yeah. Because Wiz got his hype off of Twitter. Because Wayne you know is like on that Jay Z like Nas like territory where he's just legendary great. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he would be one one under them. Uh, Personally. I mean, yeah, but I mean, Wayne's career is amazing. His yeah, absolutely. But one is, like I feel like one is like early '90s. It started another one. Really started early 2000s, like a decade later. Yeah, but this is from like what I gathered from this was from like 2010 and on, like whose era it's been, or even 2009 and on. And I think it's undeniably like, like Drake, J Cole, and and um, Kendrick. You know, they're the undeniable ones. I mean, you could also say, shit, I mean, me being super biased, if I could be biased for a second, I would say Schoolboy Q. That's one of my favorite rappers. But he doesn't have that commercial success. Oh, come on, bro. Not not compared to a Wiz Khalifa, bro. Like, I'm talking about Yeah, bro, but Wiz? Wiz Khalifa does songs with, like, you know, he'll do, like, the Fast and Furious soundtrack exactly. and stuff. Exactly. Right. But he's, he's relevant in popular culture. In but so is culture. Q. Not compared to Wiz, bro. If, uh, if, I'll tell you what. If we pick, if we got a hundred people together, and we asked them, do you know um, Wiz? Um, I but his skill set is not there though, like to the level that Q's is. But you know what? If you listen to Wiz from the from the jump, bro. No, I'm I did telling you, bro. But I mean, the thing is, that's like from 2009, 2010, and then Cabin Fever, and then it's kind of like uh, everything else is disposable it's a, it's a, at that a, point. I wouldn't say it's well, it's a different vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like as an artist, you you grow, you develop, and you you know yeah. you, you know this. You're an artist yourself. You know I know, I know. And like you have you, you can't you're not always in the same mood. You know what I mean? And some artists they hone in on a specific vibe that they're in that they feel like they get the most success when they're making music in that zone. Yeah. But I feel like these guys that we just mentioned, they use so many different vibes and stuff like that. Like topics are very like yeah they can switch it up easily yeah which is why Drake, i like q kendrick and yeah but q i feel like he stays kind of in like the same pocket nah like bro. in terms of like the type of music he makes i'm gonna put you onto some q so, i love schoolboy q don't get me wrong like he is lyrically elite let me tell you something elite i will say blank face lp is probably one of the best albums dro dropped in this generation hands down i would even say it's probably I would say maybe it would be the second best album that came out under TDE. Out of the whole catalog, I would say Blink Face is probably the second best. And number one would probably be Good Kid, Mad City. Or Damn. Damn was really good, too. I feel like um, that the only reason I would even... like I feel like lyrically, Schoolboy Q is definitely above Wiz. I'm not yeah. going to sit here in front, but... I would still stick with Wiz simply because of the commercial success. Bro. I'll tell you who's another one. R.I.P., but Mac Miller, too. You know, I was thinking Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, 
He got more underground near the end, uh, near like the yeah. A later in his career, he was like, Absolutely. "Fuck all this commercial shit," and then he just became like the this monster lyrical. He didn't wizard, become. You know? He's been. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't become that. Like but, you have to have that in you. But like w- the thing was when he came out with watching movies with the sound off, like that's when he changed. Like that was like a new. Like he was reborn after that. And then the mixtape before he had like Macadelic. And he was kind of sort of coming into his style. But then watching movies with the sound off, it was kind of like him planting his flag and being like, all right, I'm here. Like, I can spar with like, and he dropped the album, that album the same day that J. Cole dropped Born Sinner and Kanye dropped Yeezus, right? So that was him saying, look, I can compete with y'all, you know? And he actually did. He sold over 100,000 units that weekend. Uh, when they all drop so and i would even argue man he, he had one of the better i still bump that album i still like that album and i like his um his last album lot swimming um the last album that he recorded himself so yeah i i think he could definitely be up there i don't know bro it's a I, tough one right it's, it's, it's a, a tough question a tough, it's a tough one i i'm not gonna lie i I would definitely put currency, you know what I'm saying? But because he's not on that commercial level, you just can't put him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know. I knew you would say, that's why I mentioned that. Cause, um, a, because that's what I was assuming. That's what the credentials were from the three names that they picked. Yeah. And then absolutely. I also suspected that you would have put picked if that wasn't like a thing, I think you would have picked big crit. I was like, that would have probably been your answer. That was me thinking that. Oh, absolutely. Big crit's definitely in my top five. I, you know, I fuck with crit. Bro, that double album is still amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing, bro. I still remember when you put me on. Yo, shout out to Big Crit. Yeah, shout out to him, man. Underrated legend, bro. Um, but anything else you want to touch on, bro? Nah, we can we can move on to the playoffs. All right, all right. Sounds good, man. Um, We can get it. Let's go. You're- okay, okay. Um, Actually, you know what? Real quick, I just wanted to throw this out. We should We should do one of producers. The Mount Rushmore thing. Of producers, yeah, that would be sick. That would be a good one. We don't have to, we don't have to do it today, but like that's just another something in the throwaway zone. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we let's get right into the NBA, guys. Um, as you know, we're definitely in the middle of the NBA playoffs. Um, I'm not gonna go over the um, records right now. We can do that after we go over some of the games and then just kind of go over the standings and where it all is. Um, we're also, I think, at halftime with the um gri- with the Grizzlies game. So um. When was the last episode we did? I think that was Tuesday night, right? Yeah. Or Monday night. So uh, Monday night. Oh, yeah, that's right. So should we do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday games or just get into like what we what we see, what we like, what are we thinking? Um, I mean, we could go over the series. You feel me? I so bet. we'll we'll talk. We'll go series by series. Okay. That that makes more sense. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we can start, I guess, with the, with the one that's already done, right? Which is the Bucks versus the Heat. Yeah, Bucks versus the Heat. The Heat got swept. It was a clean sweep. Sorry, you got your broom, yo. I you got, got your broom. I got a broom ready, but this is even better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a clean sweep, man. And I, I mean, it really sucks because Milwaukee came in there, um, and I mean they were the third seed in the East. Uh, Miami was the sixth. We didn't expect a sweep, though. Did you expect a sweep? I mean, to be honest, I wasn't expecting a sweep. 
Fatality. Um, I thought it was actually going to be a closer series, especially after game one where they went. The score was pretty much a one possession game the whole time, and they went into overtime. I felt like just Jimmy Butler was good enough, like was good enough to at least give them a win, a win. Yeah, but I think what's been the significant difference, um, is a Jimmy Butler did not look like the Jimmy Butler that we saw last year, right? So I mean he significantly took a step back. I mean a really bad step back. I wonder why. That's a good question. I I do was you think it's it's uh it has to do with just not having enough rest between the season cuz he's definitely going to get some rest now. I mean I don't think it's that <laughs> I don't think it's that necessarily cuz you know, we've had guys that pretty much I mean look at LeBron and AD that have had to battle injuries on top of having a really short off season. And they look like they're now looking like the dominant duo that they looked like last season in the postseason, right? But I feel like both LeBron and AD had to battle some injuries this year, so they did get that rest they needed. Maybe versus um, Jimmy Butler, who's really just been. But he was out a couple of games this season. He was kind of on and off the court. I mean, just like did typical actually... typical woes of a season. But I, I feel like it wasn't like LeBron or AD where he had a long hiatus throughout the throughout the year. Like those, those two at least missed twenty games a piece. At least, I mean, it has to be right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's just that's just my hypothesis. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent. You know, sticking with. You know, that's got to be it. Who knows? Maybe he's just battling some injuries that he hasn't spoke about. We know. You know, he he definitely strikes me as the type of player who would battle through those and just get in there and try to fight fight through all of it. And like Chris Paul, yeah. Like Chris Paul with that shoulder, you know, we'll get to that, I guess, um, when we when we cover that one. Um, we'll stick to the East Coast for now. Let's look at a um a three zero lead that Philly has right now against Washington. Um, I wanted to get into this one next because, of course, you know, we here in Washington. My bad. We, I'm sorry. Did you did you want to add to the um? Yeah, the I just thing? I just wanted to add. Um, I think the Go biggest ahead. uh significant difference in in this matchup this season versus last season between the Bucks is that. Uh, Giannis definitely improved his game and he's been getting better season by season and I think he did that a lot by um, responding when when the heat would collapse in the paint I think he responded very well by dishing it dishing it out to shooters that he's had around the perimeter because the amount of space that you know when Giannis has to dish it out to Chris Middleton the amount of space that Chris Middleton has it's not enough for someone on the heat to close out with the way they were playing Giannis this series and I think he was just able to just really, I mean, there was possessions where he backed Jimmy Butler down in the post. And it was like, it almost looked like prime Shaq, like in the, in terms of like dominance in the post, you know, well, with better handles for sure. Yeah. Like, like I'm saying like, and shooting, like when people, <laughs> like when pe- when Shaq would back down someone, literally they it had looked, no strength. It looked like a video game. Yeah. It was like a video game where like the dude couldn't do anything against you. And that's like the same thing I saw with Giannis when he went to the post this season. And anytime they would try to bring in the double team or close out on him, um, they would, uh, he would go ahead and dish out the ball. I think Drew Holiday has been amazing help as well on the defensive end. Uh, I thought I think Drew Holiday has been an amazing pickup. Um, now for this series, of course, we talked about Jimmy Butler taking a step back for this series. He averaged fourteen and a half points, seven and a half rebounds, and only uh, and seven assists per game, and he only made twenty nine point seven percent of his shots. 
And last year, he was averaging averaging 23.4 points, 5.8 rebounds, and 4.4 assists per game on 53.2% shooting. So think about that. You go from being a 53% shooter from the field to a 29% shooter on the field. Mm. Um, And uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, he only put up... um, 15.5 15.5 points per game, 46.4% shooting, 9.3 rebounds, and 4.3 assists per game, which was also a significant step back from what we, what he was putting up last year. Um, so I think really the biggest thing is the fact that your two superstars didn't show up. And we know how, how important superstars are in the NBA pl- playoffs, right? Yeah. And it's because that defense gets tighter. It's a lot more physical. And um, when the plays aren't working out, you really rely on your on your playmakers to make a play for you. And I just don't think Bam or Jimmy Butler could have done that for them. Of course, Tyler Hero was was kind of like, you know, you, you could put him on a milk carton because he was missing. You know what I'm saying? MIA. Right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the only person that really showed up was really, I would say, Duncan Robinson in that one game where he was just spazzing out in threes but that still didn't even give him the win did you see the bucks tweet i think they said like um this ain't the bubble ah damn that's harsh um yeah but anyways i think i think just the bucks look like a different team it's going to be interesting to see how they match up with um the different teams in the playoffs do you know which team i know you had the little uh the oh yeah, I got it right here. Who chart are open, play yeah. Next? Who are, who are they going to play? Like, which winner are they going to play of? of They're going to play the winner of um, Brooklyn and Boston. So more than likely, I'm gonna go ahead and say Brooklyn is going to win that. So it's going to be really interesting to see them match up with Brooklyn. So um, I I guess uh, we can get right into Brooklyn and Boston then. Um, we'll do Philly after. Um, Boston actually took a took a game today. Yeah, that w- that was earlier today. Surprisingly, yep. Was it, uh, game four is going to be tomorrow. Is that right? Okay, so then that, oh, they're this playing game, a back-to-back? No, this game must have been yesterday then. Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday because the Mavs played yesterday as well. Yep. Yesterday was Saturday. The uh, No, sorry. Just kidding. Today's Saturday. I wish they gave more time in between games. Yeah, so... Like, yeah. So I could watch every game, you know? Yeah, yesterday was um 125 to 119. The Celtics took that. Yep. And I know that um, what's the kid's name? Tatum went off. Yeah, my man had uh, he dropped a fifty piece on him. Yeah, that that's that's incredible. And I said I said it uh thing maybe two three podcasts ago. I said that you know if if the Celtics are gonna win any games this series, it's gonna have to come off a of Jason Tatum fifty piece. Of course. And now they won one <laughs> off a of Jason Tatum fifty piece. Yes, sir. So um, with that match specifically, uh, when I was watching it. I noticed that so the the Brooklyn Nets took a really early lead in the first quarter and it kind of looked like it was that game was kind of gearing towards the Celtics getting swept and you know um yeah it, it just looked like the the series was definitely 100% going to be over now it's kind of looking like 80 to 90%. So the biggest thing that stood out to me throughout the game I noticed that Jason Tatum was specifically looking to switch on to Kyrie and um, he was looking that for that switch constantly. And then once he got that switch, he would work on Kyrie the whole time. And um, I think that was the biggest factor into the win 
for the Boston Celtics. And then also as the game became closer in the fourth quarter and Brooklyn Brooklyn was trailing, uh, I did see them play a lot of hero ball. There wasn't a lot of passing. So, you know, James Harden will come down, um, dribble the ball and take a shot um, and miss it. Or, you know, KD did the same thing. He would come down, try uh, dribble, dribble, take a shot. So there wasn't no passing going on, no plays being set. It was kind of like, all right, I'm going to dribble, pull up, and hopefully nail this three-pointer in your face. But none of those shots went down, and ultimately Brooklyn ended up going out with the W in that one. I still think the series is probably more than uh, more likely than over. I think Brooklyn is going to bounce back. I think they have too much offensive talent, too much power, too much you know, superstar ability. So I think, you know, that series is probably, even though Boston won, is is more than likely over. I, I wish Kyrie went off in Boston. I know he had a, he had a uh, underwhelming game in Boston, but hopefully next one, I hope he goes off on him, drop, drops a 40 piece. Yeah, we're going to have to see. Um, I definitely, I definitely think that Brooklyn's got this. I mean, they don't, I don't think Boston's got what it takes. Um, which sucks because in the beginning of the year we definitely had Boston as a contender, and I didn't expect them to be in the seventh seed. To be honest, yeah. Um, and then let's let's look to um get into Washington and Philly. Philly, Philly um was the number one seed, and uh, the Wiz were number eight. Um, right now Philly's leading that series three zero. Um, they seem to be dominating the Wizards. I think they won by like thirty points earlier today. They had the one o'clock game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you see in that? And, I mean, just in general in that whole series, just is there anything specific that you wanted to touch? Um, I just I just noticed that Russ is MIA right now. Yeah, I mean, he played in Game Three. I feel like he he's definitely battling some injuries. He's another one of those guys that, that you know, that's somebody that's just going to be in the in the mix, even if he's injured. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But I think ultimately, you know, when it comes to the the Wizards and the uh, the Seventy Sixers, I mean, it's just there's so many mismatches for the Wizards. You know, what I'm saying like, I think Joel Embiid scored 36 points today. I uh, had about 14. He had 14 rebounds, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it's just there's nothing you can do. You know, what I'm saying like Ben yeah. Simmons, like the defense he plays, um, and the uh, if you look at the Wizards role players, I mean, they're just they're not playoff caliber role players. They're not going to step up on the playoffs and the defensive game plan. I mean, the thing, what defensive game plan? Yeah. <laughs> they I don't. Mean, they don't no, play no, any defense. No, I was just saying the defensive game plan no, no, for, for the Seventy sure, Sixers. For, for the Seventy Sixers is just so elite in terms of how they guard Bradley Beal and the way they trap him and and the way they can play off Russell Westbrook also helps open up their defense as well. Yep. So. Yeah, I think um yeah, I think uh we might have to get our booms after this series as well. You would think that um you would you would think that Russ is actually gonna put down a trip dub on him at least one game and Bradley Bill could could put up a, a forty piece, fifty piece and, and at least scoop up one game, but they just don't have anybody in that like number five spot. Um I outside That's of that, a lot of talent on that team. I, Tobias I, Harris um, and Tobias Harris is another problem, bro. They Seth can't stop Curry, him. Yep, Seth Curry is a problem. Danny Green is starting to go off. Um, Dwight Howard comes in as a backup, gives you good energy plays off the bench. It's just, you know, it's too much talent, and there's no answers for that talent. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think I would say the biggest issue right now is they have no five, bro. Thomas Bryan is is injured for the whole year, um, so he's been out for a while. And they got that new guy Gafford, but he seems to always be in foul trouble. Uh, so I, I just feel like they just don't have that that help. Yeah, you, you're gonna need somebody that's a stretch five at least. Yeah, to put you in a position to compete, and they don't have anybody. I mean, they Lopez seems to have one. He's a one trick pony right now. He's got that little hook shot. And when that's not working for him, he's completely, he's not there. He's unreliable. You got Len, who's completely unreliable. Um, each one of them is getting between, I would say, like 15 to 21 minutes a game. And huge defensive liabilities against oh. probably the best the best big man in the NBA. 100%. Um, so they, they, they stand no, no chance at all. Um, and yeah, I think quite possibly this could be a sweep, especially if Russ doesn't show up. Um, and then... Is there anything you want to add, or should we keep rolling to the, the next one? Uh, I think that's it for the Wizards. So after the last pod, um, the the uh, Hawks were up 1-0 against the Knicks. The Knicks ended up taking one and losing one. Uh, so we won one in the Garden and lost one in Atlanta. This seems to be a really chippy series. A lot of a lot of back and forth. Um, you we're seeing uh, um, what's his name? My, my man Ice Trey. Trey Young. Yep. Trey Young. I'm saying my man, but really he's a bitch. Um, and fuck that guy because we're going against him right now. But we're seeing him just really embrace this role as a villain, bro. It's incredible. He's turning to into a star, man. He's showing up when it matters in the absolutely. playoffs. Absolutely. To see is such a young guy, bro. Just somebody else who I see on that level, bro, as well, is um, John Morant. We can get into that as well a little bit later after the game. Yeah. Um, they're still in the third quarter. Um, but, man. Like other than those two guys, um, at that age in that age group that's right now in the NBA, you don't really see anybody else that's really putting a team on their back the way these guys do. Um, but of course, you know, it takes a team to win. It's not one person's going to win. But man, what a what a talented player who not just physically but mentally just stays cool and gets the job done. Yeah. Um, but shout out to my motherfucking Knicks. My Knickerbockers, man. It feels good to be talking playoffs about the Knicks. Um, of course, Julia, Julius Randle seems to be the the key component, you know, in this whole situation. If you can, if if he can have a good game, the Knicks are obviously they're having a good game in total. But when he's not on, um, it seems like the whole team is off. Um, D, except, I mean, D Rose. D Rose is being consistent as fuck, which is which is also really good to see. Um, it's so funny because I was I was talking to um, Shafi about uh, Kevin Knox, and I was thinking about him and Frank Nealakian and how these guys that are uh, first round draft picks, you know, are, are in the last five years are just completely irrelevant to our team right now. Um, they don't even play. Um, you, you saw what happened to Frank Nealakian in like the that last possession of the of the Hawks game and that first that first game um, when the Hawks won. Excuse me. But other than that, I mean, these guys are completely invisible. Um, what are you seeing in this in this matchup? Yeah, so as you mentioned, Trey Young, the first thing that I noticed is the fact that you know the Knicks defensively they tried to blitz him, pick it, try to pick him up half court, full court, uh, tried uh, double teaming him, trying to shade him in different directions. Um, got got extra physical with him, bodied him up, but you know uh, there's there's that term, you know. That's great defense, but that's better offense, and that's kind of like the 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 thing that's been going on with Trey Young. And obviously, like one of the things that I wasn't expecting that I'm seeing in this series is the physicality from the Hawks on the defensive end. 
like Nate McMullen has done a great job in like getting this team to be really physical because I don't really consider Bogdanovich a really physical defensive player, but this series he's been able to like body up his assignments. Um, Clint Capella has been pretty good at the rim. Um, and then offensively, the Hawks has have been just really sharp. I mean, when, you know, the defensive collapses on Trey Young driving, I mean, Clint Capella is right there cutting through the dunker's lane and jumping up for an alley-oop or for an easy dish for a dunk. Um, there, and when the defense collapses again for Trey Young, uh, you know, he's there to kick it out to Bogdanovich that hits like an open three. And it's just like a lot of defensive breakdowns that happen because of the offensive capabilities of Trey Young. Um, obviously, one of the other things that have really stood out to me is the lack of offense from the Knicks. It's been pretty abysmal. They don't really have any plays or sets that they're running. It's really actually been all on Derrick Rose's shoulders. Um, if it hasn't been for Derrick Rose, I don't think the series would have even been close. I'd like to see a little bit more from Emmanuel quickly. I know he's just a rookie, um, but he's been he's been incredible, if you ask me, throughout the um, regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playoffs are a different beast. Absolutely. Um, I think when we talk about Jimmy Butler being disappointing in the postseason, I think the next person that we have to look at is definitely Julius Randle. Um, I mean, none of his elbow jumpers are going in. His uh, dribble yeah, he's up been threes. off, which I, I just don't get why. Yeah, he um, he went two for uh, two for fifteen in Game Three uh, in that loss to Atlanta. He only put up fourteen points. Um, R.J. Barrett is another one that's been struggling. Uh, Julius Randle has actually been uh, counting all three games in the series. He has been 13 for 54 uh, from the field, which mm. is historically bad numbers. I think it's actually uh, 24%. Um, it's the worst field goal percentage by any player in the first three games of a postseason in the shot clock era. Oh my! So God. it's the worst start in the modern era by a player. So they have to figure out how to get him going. Um, I don't know if you, you got to run some pick and roll with Derrick Rose and try to make some plays, get his confidence back, get him some easy looks at the at the rim, get him some easy dunks. You know, it's something we actually saw in the Clippers game uh, when they were kind of losing control against the Mavs in game three, which we'll get to. But, um, yeah, you definitely just have to give him some easy buckets. You got to give him some uh, – easy rolls to the rim so that he can dunk the ball, easy layups, easy mismatch to post up, like a, a one of the guards, like Trey Young, get that mismatch, have him post him up. And then eventually I think maybe that'll help him uh, knock down those jump shots again and have him work off the triple threat. And that'll open up the offense more for the Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd really like to see that because, like you said, the offense has really just been a struggle for, for the Knicks. And, what really sucks is that, like, yes, we haven't been this, like, top offensive team. But in terms of defense, we've led in damn near every category. Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure that's something that's sustainable throughout the playoffs because that's what it's all about. Um, that's that's what we're here for. You know what I'm saying? We're, if you're if you're not playing for a championship, then what are you playing for? Um, and And that seems to be a, a very... I feel like it seems to be something that's very unreachable if we're going to keep playing like this. Um, it's it's going to be very difficult for the Knicks to to move forward out of this um, series if they can't step it up 
uh, on both sides of the court because their defense has been great all year. But you gotta you gotta stop Trey Young. That's just it's a matter of fact. That's who you gotta focus on. You gotta put the clamps on this guy, and you gotta stop him. And they just can't seem to do that. But I uh, think um, the biggest problem also with Trey Young is he's really thriving as a playmaker. So they really, I mean, he the way he's when he's the feeding Knicks, the open man, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they made uh, 16 three pointers in their game three win. Um, he had 14 assists, um, and it's just uh, the, the Hawks have been making their shots. Of course, they they play another game at home. I I think this is a must win for the Knicks. I don't think they can go down three one and expect to win the series. So they have to come out with some urgency. But, you know, this is kind of like the, the curse of the Tom Thibodeau teams, you know. They just are very lackluster in offense, and it's something we've constantly seen. We've seen it with the Timberwolves. Um, he kind of uh, got bailed out in Chicago because he did have prime Derrick Rose and um, some good pieces around him. But, uh, yeah, it's just uh, – with Tom Thibodeau, I mean, he's not going to be the one drawing up plays, which is why I said Derrick Rose and Julius Randle pick and roll might be your only option right now to generate some offense for you. Um, a, a, a bright spot for the Knicks, though, has been um, Reggie Bullock. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, man. Like, I was definitely missing Tim Hardaway Jr., yeah. especially just watching that whole, um. I don't know, just that whole map series. Yeah. I feel like it's it's been really, really tough because I definitely miss him, except for the last game where I think Reggie Bullock went two for six, which still is not horrible. Thirty three percent. You just gotta you gotta shoot the ball some more. Mm-hmm. Um he's been he's been pretty lights out from three. Have you been following him at all or no? Reggie Bullock? Yeah. Yeah. I mean this guy has I mean, he's been helping me lock in some fucking parlays. <laughs> um, he's usually good for three or more a game. Um, in the game they won, I think he put he put down four. Um, he was four for seven. And um, even, I believe, that Monday game. Um, or was that a Sunday game? Yeah, I believe it was, that, it was last week's Sunday. Uh, in that game, he, he didn't do bad either. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. He had, a, he had an off game there. Um, he only took five. He only had five shots though from the three point line, and he didn't even score. Um, but I think he had some kind of he had some kind of injury issue maybe there. I'm, I'm thinking about Nerlens Noel maybe, um, who also seems to be a big problem. I think he um, hurt an ankle or he rolled his ankle or something like that in that first game. Um, and it seems that every time he comes down off a jump, he grimaces a bit. Um, so there's definitely something going on there, and he's he's definitely a big a definitely a big piece. Excuse me in our defense. So I feel like that's also hurting the Knicks is um, that particular injury or whatever is going on there. But shout out to that guy for fighting through it and still trying to make shit happen. It's still the games that we had weren't like completely out of reach ever. Like we never really got blown out. It was never um, far away. You know, we it just I feel like it was always within like 10 or 12 points mm-hmm. at most. Um, and I think both teams had the same record in the regular season. Um, we were just able to lock in the fourth spot, and they were in five. And whoever wins this series is going to go against, um, seems like, the 76ers. Mm. So um, I guess we can keep it rolling into the West Coast. Um, we'll save the game that we're watching now for last, that series. Let's start with your team. 
Let's let's start with uh with the Lakers and the Phoenix Suns. The Lakers are currently leading that two to one. Talk your shit, Izzy DMV. I know you got some shit lined up. I mean, I think the the biggest thing that I saw in this game was we finally saw LeBron James drive to the rim, and we just saw how destructive he is when he drives to the rim. I mean, when he came out in the third quarter, I think he had four or five straight possessions where he just drove to the rim, and it led to a score each sing, each and every single time, whether it was him going to the bucket or it was him dishing it off to Andre Drummond or Anthony, Anthony Davis. So I think um, I think at this point the Lakers in this game really showed the dominance that they had last season Perfect. in the postseason. I mean their their size and their length is um, pause. They they cannot be competed with because uh, there's no other team in the Western Conference that has like you know you got Andre like the bodies they could throw at you. You know you got Andre Drummond. You got uh, Marcus Gasol. You got. Oh, LeBron, I don't want to hear you, you say got, Andre Drummond, bro, because you were dogging that. Hey, he was, nah, he was. He, <laughs> he's podcast. actually stepped up. He's he actually has stepped, stepped up. up. Yeah, he, he has definitely stepped up. So he, um, but you do notice that he doesn't play in the fourth quarter, which I think is the right move. Um, I think you know he's really found his role when LeBron is dictating the offense, and then man, we got to give it up for Dennis Schroeder. Yes. Um, I think you know after going with COVID, I might have been a little too harsh on him. Because I think he that was the game where he really got his feet back underneath him. He got his breath. He was up, just up high until, intensity. Up until Devin Booker pushed him right off of it. Yeah, that was a dirty play. He got a uh, he got a little in his feelings. He got a little upset. And you know, Chris Paul got upset after the game, trying what, to blame the refs. And what the fuck is is that about? Like you're looking at? Did you watch him look at the jumbotron after? Like what what happened there, motherfucker? You pushed the shit out of in him in midair. Yeah, that, that's crazy. That could like really injure could, a player, bro. That could be devastating to to his career. I mean, that's yeah. just he was definitely in his feelings. Yeah, he was in his feelings. Um, they're really bitter and salty. And then of course Chris Paul in the in the in the post game conference, he pretty much blamed the referee. He said that he's zero and eleven when that specific referee is a. Uh, um, officiating the game. Ooh, damn! I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, bro. Saying some shit like that is is gonna hit him in the pockets, bro. Yeah, he's probably gonna see a nice little uh, letter from Adam Silver. But look, man, the way the Lakers played, that was not on the referees. I mean, the referees is not the ones giving you a 15 point, 17 point, 19 point deficit. You know. The referees aren't the ones that is letting LeBron James get in the paint with just ease. They're not the ones, you know, letting Anthony Davis just drive in and you have no answer for it. So at this point, I mean, there is one point in the fourth quarter. I know you're a little bit. We watched that game together. I know you're a little far from the TV, but he, uh, uh, LeBron. Well, it, was, was, it was also because the Lakers are blowing him out, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could see that. The, the, when they were getting a little bit closer. When it was like an eight, nine point game, when mm-hmm. they were kind of closing in, like when LeBron came back in the game in the, in the fourth quarter, there's one play where he's posting up Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's talking trash, and LeBron is literally laughing. He started it gave me that LeBronto vibes, like the shit that he would do to to, to Toronto. So he was kind of like messing with him, like he was kind of like uh, shaking his shoulders to the left, to the right, and then he just spun off him for an easy reverse layup. And um, 
And uh, that was the replay I, lo- I was trying to show you that that night. I was like, "Yo, bro, watch this play, watch this play." And I love how the dude, bench is hyping LeBron too. Yeah, the I love ulti- ultimate hype man. Yeah, seeing the bench get hype like that, it definitely like the Lakers are now getting in their groove, bro. They're now getting in that they finally found their groove. They were a little stagnant. They kind of like didn't know the chemistry, but now and you I remember know, after LeBron's injury when he came back that one game and then sat back out. You were like. You were devastated, bro. You're like, fuck, this like, this is it. Like, I don't think we're, we really Because got he didn't drive to the rim at all. And, and I'm he, like, he bro- did it for a few games even after he came back. Yeah, like game once, two, he didn't. Once LeBron puts his shoulder down. Bro, and goes to the rack. Who's stopping that? Yeah. And it's just like, he doesn't even have to score. That's the thing. He, he It's either you're going to, you have no choice but to collapse the defense. And then you're going to have Anthony Davis cut to the rim for a wide open look. Or you're going to have a shooter out on. Out on the wing, and they're gonna knock it down, you know. And if you think about it, the Lakers have actually been really, really bad from the three point line. Yet they dominated that whole game. So, um, you know, imagine when they have an average, like a league average from the three point line. Imagine them shooting at league average. I mean, these games would be twenty to thirty point blowouts. You know what I'm saying? Um, so at, at this point, like LeBron is just. LeBron, AD are getting their chemistry back. Do you remember I Rhino think- from, like, the old Spider-Man shit? Nah. He's, like, a, a evil villain in Marvel. Is that what you Googled? Yeah, that I, I was just I was just trying to um see, like, what was he a part of. I thought it was, like, the X-Men or some shit. I, I, could, I could be tripping, but... um Yeah. That Bama would just bust through the fucking walls in the middle of a... Like, you, you would be chilling and, bow, this man busting and just trying to kill it. That's LeBron. You can't even stop him with a brick wall. He's just going to run right through it. You saw that smile? Come on now. That smile, the back down, the little shimmy, and then, uh, fuck off of me. Up, under, give me some English. Easy money. Come on now. That was one of my favorite LeBron plays. Just the smile before the play, too. Like, the way he's smiling, bro. I just love it. And then this is the angle where you can see the bench. Yeah, the bench is just fully bought in and they do the whole fade away <laughs> look, at, look at the men jumping up with him as he goes for the layup nah but when, when he when he hit the fade away that's what i was thinking about they do the whole fade away with oh him. yeah yeah that, that was funny as shit i can't lie i would be salty as hell yeah so i think you know this game gave me a lot of confidence bro um you know uh kcp did have a, a injury then the mri came back negative yeah i think he's um, got a bruised knee he's still uncertain yeah um, they're, they're unsure if he's going to play for game four. Yeah, I was really scared that it was going to be a playoff ending injury because, you know, he is a, when, even when he's not scoring, he's a great hustler. He gets to the, uh, he gets to loose balls and the rebounds very well and he plays good defense. So, um, I'm, I hope, I'm glad it's nothing serious and I hope he comes back soon and healthy, but I think, you know, hopefully, hopefully if things go right, I hope this is a situation where it's Lakers in five. Um, what what do you think about the uh, Nuggets and the Trailblazers? Um, the Blazers actually just tied that series earlier today, um, winning by twenty points, one fifteen to ninety five, game four. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of difficult because uh, this series, I I missed like the first two games. I want to say, uh, because you know they were playing at the same time as somebody else. Yeah. That I was watching. I think they've been playing at the same time as the Lakers. Um, but I think uh, with the Nuggets, I mean, this is kind of a back and forth series. The Portland, from what I've what I've personally been seeing, they don't have any resistance on the defensive end. Portland? Uh, 
Yeah. Um, when they when they lost in game three, I mean that was with them shooting a phenomenal percentage from the three point line. I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head. You know what but, I noticed about today's game? Dan mm-hmm. Lillard puts in thirty one minutes and scores ten points. For today's game? Yep. Ten points, ten assists. Um Norman Powell went off for twenty nine points. CJ McCollum twenty one points. Um and then something else that I that I also noticed was that Aaron Gordon, 18 minutes, 6 points. And how about Michael Porter Jr., 22 minutes, 3 points? Yeah, I mean, I, e- even even the Joker give, gives him 16 points, 1 assist, yeah, 9 he, rebounds. He was only 7 of 18 shooting. And notice how when they lost the game 1, he only had 1 assist as well. So the lack of playmaking from Jokic. And then you add Michael Porter Jr., who's kind of, uh, during this game, he was... Uh, he was pretty much on his heels the whole entire time. The funny thing is, the Nuggets still managed to have a tie in this series after four games without Jamal Murray. Yeah, I think that's really impressive. So I'm not sure if that speaks to the power the Nuggets have or the, I feel like, uh, underperforming Trailblazers. Like, I, I'd like to see more out of the Trailblazers because right now, without Jamal Murray there, they should be dogging the Nuggets. They should at least have a three-one lead. Yeah. Um. But also, I mean, it just fucking Jokic, bro. Uh, and His the, lack of playmaking. I think it's really just the lack of playmaking in general. When they lose games, but I mean, at the end of the day, when they win, bro, you see why he's a finalist for MVP. Yeah. Do do. By the way, should we go over the um finalists for the um awards? Sure. You okay, can go bet, over bet. that. Um. So we already went over. Oh no, no, we didn't go over that one. I'm sorry. Um, we'll stick with the uh, with the West Coast flow since we already went over everyone in the East. Um, we have the Dallas Mavs versus the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do it. That's, That's the last game of the that we're covering. Um, that, and then we can kind of go over the. Um, the Utah and Memphis situation. Okay. Still in the early 96, stages. 96, 91. Yeah, early 10 stages. 10 minutes left the in the fourth. Yep, fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, so as we can see, the Mavs um, are, they're holding the 2-1 lead. They were the five seed going against Clippers, the four, who a lot of people have said were trying to avoid playing the Lakers. And that's mm. why they, they started tanking a bit towards the end, which that in itself, I feel like is kind of a conspiracy theory. I'm not no, sure. No, they did I, it on purpose. Did they come out and say that? Um. Let me just give you the name of the guys that they played. Uh, what was the game? Um, like I, I feel like every on. year towards the end of the year, because like especially when I be on my sports betting mode, like you just stay away from those games because any one of those top teams are liable to lose to eighteen and whatever type team. You know what I mean? Um, and I see that happen a lot. And even uh, my brother in law who. Loki, I kind of got into <laughs> betting on basketball. I told him straight up, I was like, oh, bro, be careful at the end of the season because you're going to have some some fucked up games, bro, because people are just going to check out, especially when they clinch their spot in the playoffs. So during the last two games of the regular season, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Rondo, and Marcus Morris all sat out the final two games of the season, and they ended up losing uh, to the 17-54 Rockets and then the 22-50 and Thunder in succession. Yeah, yeah bro, but... You got to thank Kawhi Leonard, bro. He's the he's the poster boy for fucking um, uh, what's that shit called when they take time off? I can't even remember what what people what they what they call that now. Load PTO? management. 
Oh, load my management. <laughs> oh, man, PTO. Nah, I mean, it is PTO. Fuck it. Um, but it's 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 the load management poster boy, bro. So I definitely am not surprised by that. And the the Clippers literally played a guy called Jay Scrub for forty minutes, and he's never played a game for the Clippers ever before until those last two games of the fi- uh, regular final season. Look, bro. They know, played Yogi Ferrell for thirty minutes, and he's never seen the floor this whole entire season. You know, you know, I'm years. the first person to put my conspiracy theorist hat on, but Luke Kennard played not for forty one minutes. Yeah, bro, but you got to keep in mind that these guys are the, you know, th- this is today's NBA, bro. The load management situation is very, very prevalent. They right didn't want to face the Lakers. Uh, I'm not going to say that. They didn't want to face it. Bro, bro, they played Jay Scrub. Who is Jay Scrub? Bro. He's Who's a, Jay Scrub? He's a scrubini, obviously. But you think you think the, the uh, NBA basketball team, bro, is going to be afraid of another basketball team? Yes. Uh, especially, yes. When, especially when Kawhi has yes. given LeBron the sauce before in the playoffs. Never. That's never Come happened. On, bro. Tim Duncan. Come on, bro. Tim, Tim Duncan. That's a bro, lie. Bro, Tim Kawhi, Leonard, Kawhi Leonard never gave LeBron the sauce. Okay, let me pull it up right here. Come on, bro. No, he's never given them the sauce. He didn't win, he didn't win the finals MVP? Who, who is he playing with? Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Tim Duncan, Patty Mills. Come on, bro. That's a all-time roster. All right, so what? They, they made the chicken, but he had the sauce, baby. No, he didn't. I'm telling you. You're trolling right now. I'm not trolling. I'm keeping you, it real, you bro. Are, I'm telling you. Bro, I'm being 100%. Bro, he's how? an incredible basketball player, bro. That's not true he's at all. He's top three in the NBA right now. No, he's not. Bro, you can't name two players better than fucking Kawhi Leonard, bro. Come Joel on. Embiid, on bo- Giannis, On both sides of the Luka. court. On both sides. I'm yes, sorry. I love yes. Giannis Antetokounmpo, bro, but he's not better than, yes, he's not better yes, than he Kawhi is, Leonard, bro. bro. He is. He's not better than Kawhi yes, Leonard. Yes, he is. He averages more points than him. He averages more assists. Look, LeBron James. LeBron James and maybe you could say AD or K- or KD. One of those two. Bro, One you're of the being, D's. No, bro, pause. you don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm keeping it real with you, bro. Bro, the Houston Rockers are 17-64. and 64. They're the worst team in the NBA, dog. <laughs> They're the worst team in the NBA, bro. You cannot lose. You cannot lose to the worst team in the NBA. Bro, I don't care. It happens Look, at the end of the year. LeBron and year. AD were injured the whole season. Did the Lakers tank? Of course, they were fight. Did they tank? They didn't. They made adjustments. They, you know, they had to pick up some some people off a of free agency or uh, off of trades. I mean, and, and they they, they didn't, didn't have tank, any bro. trades. They did, they didn't tank. They had a buyout, but no trades. A buyout, okay. I mean, they were they were making adjustments and and this that and the third, and they were trying different things. But I, I don't think they tanked, and I don't think the Clippers tanked. They they definitely tank. You lose to the Rockets and you you lose to the two worst teams in the NBA. It I'm happens sorry. every year, bro. No, it does. It doesn't happen bro, back to back, you, and I'm, you don't bench all your may, best players. Maybe for not it. back to back. Maybe not back to back. Back to back. But the benching the players thing doesn't surprise me because it's it's this is the load management. This era, guy, bro. there's a guy named Daniel Oturu. <laughs> My man is I can't even the most random people, <laughs> bro. I kid you not. He had 37 minutes in the 117 to 112 loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They tanked, bro. It's Look, okay to admit it. They tanked because they didn't want to face the Lakers. All right, bro. At the end of the day, let's we, talk about it. They didn't the, want to face them. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Chris Broussard, whether they tanked or not, they're gonna lose to the fucking Mavs. <laughs> Chris Broussard said an insider from the Clippers organization said it was totally true that the Clippers an unnamed to avoid source. the Lakers. An unnamed source. So somebody that has a s- actual source, he's he works as a. I mean, an he's an NBA journalist. Source. Yeah, because you're not supposed to give out the source's names. If the Clippers find out who it is, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to fire the guy, of course. All right. Well, if you can't stand behind it, then don't, you don't even need to that put hap- it out because anybody can have an unnamed source, bro. Bro, that happens all the time in the sports world. What are you talking about? 
That's what happened with Aaron Rodgers. How do you think people knew that Aaron Rodgers was unhappy? I know, but but I'm just telling you because they say a source, a source says this, a source says that is reliable information. That, like, if it's coming from a reliable person, at the end of the day, it's reliable information. But how do we know it's a reliable person? Because when has Michael Rappaport been wrong? Or I'm sorry, I, I uh, Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. I'm talking about this situation. I'm just saying in general, yeah. I mean, they they they're always wrong, bro. It's, it's you know what happens not when they're necessarily. wrong. When they're wrong, they're wrong. It gets swept under the rug they're because usually, no one's gonna be like, oh, my bad, y'all. They're usually they're wrong in free agency the because they're trying to bargain with other teams in free agency, so they use these journalists as a way to. It could be a disgruntled bargain. employee, bro. No, nah, bro, they tanked. It's simple as that, and you just gotta admit it, bro. I just named three people that have never played for the Clippers until now. It could be and a LeBron. They lost to the it could two be a LeBron stand. In the NBA. It could be a LeBron stand just trying to fuck shit up. Yeah, Clippers, bro. <laughs> Maybe in the Staples Center. Doesn't have to be the Clippers, bro. You're not being realistic, right? I now. am, but bro. it's okay. You, you know, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you're you not, why I feel you're like not this. Being realistic. I'm gonna tell you why, bro. Because I bet on basketball every single year, bro. And this happens at the end of the year more times than you think, bro. I'm telling. That's why I stay. Not away. for when the seeding is important. I why won't you take the higher seed? You have a point. You have a point. Absolutely. I mean, when the seeding is important, you have a point. But sometimes, you know, teams they don't care, bro. They they literally they're like, you know what? We're fucking pros. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna get it done against whoever, unless. I'm not gonna lie. I could see somebody being scared if it was a dominant team, like when um, the Warriors won 70 games, right? In that type of situation, like, oh my God, Grayson Allen, you're a bitch. But what what a good shot. Um, I I don't like Grayson Allen. I I, I don't I don't mean that he's not a bitch, but I just don't like him. Um, wow. Ugh, against Rudy Gobert, take that body. Sorry. And then the three pointer, splash. But yeah, bro, unless it's against a team like that, I, I wouldn't believe it because you know what? The Lakers haven't been so incredibly dominant this year that you got to be scared of them. I'm going to keep it real with you. Yes, in my opinion, they're one of the favorites to win the West, but they're not the clear-cut favorite. They're winning the West. As long as everybody's healthy, they're winning the West. There's nobody it's, that's going to stop them. It's an absolute possibility. The only team that I would say could possibly put up a fight is going to be Utah. Who's guarding AD? Don't say Rudy Gobert. I swear to God, if you say Rudy Gobert, I'm walking out. No, no, out. no, no. no. But, I mean, he is a finalist <laughs> for Defensive Player of the Year, I think. But he, you know that AD drops a 30-piece on him like every time they play, I right? would, I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped a 40-piece on that man, bro, because AD is another level. That's what I'm saying. He's he's top two in the NBA right now. You know what the I'm only saying? Thing, the only thing that will beat the Lakers is themselves at this point. If AD is not aggressive, if LeBron's not driving to the rim, then yeah, they're definitely going to lose because that's th- where their th- offense becomes unstoppable. They have the number one defensive rating in the NBA. They even had the number one defense when LeBron got injured. Even when AD got injured, they were still the number one defensive team in the NBA. They have the best defensive-minded coach in Frank Vogel. And they probably have they, the best bench. They Let's Yeah, I mean, real. you could say you could say they're 15 deep, bro. Yeah. To be honest with you. I agree. So if everybody stays healthy, right? If everybody stays healthy and LeBron and AD stay aggressive, it's going to be really... I mean, the only team I could really see beating the Lakers in a seven-game series is probably Brooklyn because they have such a... such a So many offensive weapons. I'm going to say it It could be the Clippers. No, nah, it's it not going to be the Clippers. I'm going to keep it real. Um, or... Bro, they or, almost or, lost to the Mavs. That, that's if they. That's it. Yeah, bro, trust me, I'm hip. Bro, I, I it was I horrible. Took the, I took the Mavs. 
Look, I took look, the Mavs to look. win the series. Do you remember? Oh, let me play this. Yeah. real quick. let me play this real quick. I'm a two mile horn. This is from the last Clippers episode. Six, Clippers and six. You, can I can I throw the curveball at you guys? Go ahead, man. What's up? You, you are a baseball guy. Go ahead. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go with the Mavs. I'm gonna give you guys the I'm gonna give you guys the upset. <laughs> <laughs> I called it, bro. Trust me. I, I'm telling you. But if the Mavs can overcome, I mean, excuse me, if the Clippers can overcome the Mavs, I think they may have what it takes to no. give them no. some competition. No. I'm not going to say beat them, no. but to compete. No. No. Compete, yes. Beat them, no. But you, you, you're kind of backpedaling a little bit. No. You said, no, no, no. You, you said you, they could beat them. It's Competing possible. and beating them is it's, two different things. If you could compete, then you could win. The only, Like I said, the only way is if the Lakers beat themselves. That's either through injury or if AD and LeBron are not aggressive, which I don't find, if they're fully healthy, I don't see why they won't you, be aggressive. And, and also, bro, okay, Brooklyn is one team that could definitely beat um, beat the Lakers, but you don't see Philly doing that? Nah. Ah, come on, bro. Now you're capping, bro. No, because at the end of the day, you just play off Ben Simmons on the offensive end, and then you just open up a lot of possibilities on the defensive end to really trap Embiid in the post. And then you... you you do realize that the Lakers are the number one team in defending the three-point line, right? So every team shoots a star, like really bad against the Lakers from the three-point line. So you're like even if Embiid, you know, dishes it out, the way that they play de- defense, it's not going to be. They're not going to have a clean, open look. They close out very well. They have very physical defenders. So. At the end of the day, man, I just don't like. I said the only team I could see really beating them in a seven-game series is Brooklyn. But I mean, if LeBron is, I mean, he he doesn't even look like he's fully like he he looks like he's still coasting even in Game Three when he you was, know what that's the scary thing. I'm gonna he's, keep it he's still I, coasting. I, 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 yeah, I'm not trying to cop out, bro. But it's a it's it's incredible to watch this fucking guy play. He I, was coasting. I, I, I bro. hate LeBron so much, bro. It's crazy. Because, like, when that third quarter started and he had that four straight drive. This man is a cheat code. He looked like a completely different player. I'm not going to lie. Because he was settling for jump shots before. And then, like, the fadeaways that he hits now, bro. Adjusted like, his game so well to his age. It, it, it's, it's really, it goes to show that he may very well not just be one of the best physically, but best mentally. And then that also, we've ever seen. one thing I'll say that Dennis has done really well. He's learned how to dish out the ball. Like when the defense collapses, he would just straight up take it and take a bad shot at what the rim. Ro- what a role player that guy is, bro. Who, Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. He he would take shots right at the rim and they would be contested, yeah. but now he dishes it off. And I hope you don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I'm not saying that the Lakers... No, nah, don't backtrack now. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying Stick to your words, I... coward. Like, no, nah, I'm kidding. No, my man. No, I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm just saying that they're not a team that you're going to completely fear if you're another playoff basketball team. Not the way that you would have a Golden State Warriors team after a 70 win, 70-plus 70 win season. But um, I feel like we spent enough time on this, man. Just Wait, I didn't comment know. on the game. Which game? The Mavs in a, a Clipper series. Oh, shit. We still we still on that? All right. So what do you, what do you think? Bro, the Mavs have no rim protection at all. I'll, I'll say this. You know, it looked like, I don't know if you saw the first quarter of that game, but it looked like the Mavericks were going to blow them out. Bro, how, it about, was, how about Tim Hardaway Jr.? This motherfucker is putting down five threes a game. Yeah. Like it's nothing. And he, bro, there was one shot where he, he was on a fast break. He dribbled up, excuse me. He dribbled up 
on a fast break three and he pulled it up on Kawhi Leonard's face. Like that's how confident he is on a shot. Like he was like, oh, I'm going to just drill this right in, fr- in front of like your face, in front of this guy that has a sauce, like you said. Um, so he drills it right in his face. I mean, that's how confident he is in the shot. But I have to say, bro, like Prozingis has been super disappointing. Bro, I'm not going to lie. I was super salty when, when the Knicks let him go. Yeah. But, but now I'm, it's looking like a, not anymore. Yeah, it's looking like definitely you know, not the, anymore. Long term wise, it looks like the Knicks won that trade. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I again, like I said, I there's times where I miss Tim Hardaway Jr. But more so than Prozingis. Yeah, like Prozingis is just. I mean, there's guards that would be a whole foot shorter than him, and he's just rather than going to the post, he's gonna dribble it out to the perimeter, and it's just like, bro, what are you doing? Um, I think in this game, of course, the Mavericks came and they punched the clippers in the mouth but 100 uh, yeah they came they came out punched them right in the mouth but the adjustments that were made of course uh they played man more uh the clippers played man more um they put uh paul george more on luca and then another thing was when they were struggling offensively paul george and Kawhi leonard started getting more uh penetration in the paint so they were driving more towards the paint, not settling for jump shots. And once they started going, once they started to get it going in the paint, that's when they started nailing their jump shots. They felt confident in their mid range in their three point game. I mean, Kawhi was looking kind of like a robot once he got those first couple of buckets in. He was not missing, and um, the Clippers took a. This was a very important game for them to win. If they didn't win this game, they would have probably been done for sure. Um, but still, they have to come out in game four and they have to win game four because they cannot afford to go down three one i think not for sure and um of course the maverick stadium is going to be packed um let's see how smart luca is in in adjusting his game i mean he still dropped um i believe he dropped like 40 points that game i don't know if you could pull that up on which game Um, uh last game yeah i don't know what his stat sheet was for that game last night yeah last night uh, I'm gonna pull that up because I just got the box score up. Who are we looking for? Kawhi? Uh, Kawhi. Oh, Luca. 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 My bad. Um, Luca gave us 38 minutes, 44 points. 44 points. Uh, nine assists, nine rebounds. Fuck and how many turn? How many turnovers did he have? He had five turnovers. Okay, not as high as I thought it was. But um, Luca has also been surprisingly pretty well, pretty good on the defensive end I mean, seven for 13 for from three-point land yeah but he's missing his free throws which doesn't make sense to me he's shooting like 60 percent from the line or something yo that that game he shot 53.8 percent from the line which how do you do that yeah so um yeah that's another thing they got to improve they got to improve their free throw shooting and uh, especially with luca taking it to the rack as often as he does but the key for the for the Mavericks, they have to get some rim protection. They have to figure out a way to to really stop them at the rim because when the Clippers can't hit it from the outside, um, you know they're going to start getting into the paint, get those easy looks, and then they'll feel more confident in taking those three point shots in their uh, mid range game, as we saw with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I think another big factor, bro, is going to have to be. Um, even though he hustles on the rebound, on the rebound, and just the offensive glass as well, uh, they gotta limit Zubox minutes, uh, because it's it's just a bad time because they 
switch hunt and they get Zubak on on Luka and that's practically an automatic bucket. I think the Mavericks, what they need to do, they need to come out and really make the role players take those long-range shots. That's what I would do if I was the Mavericks. I would do everything I can to stop Kawhi and Paul George uh, from having the ball. And um, I would force them to take the outside shots. I would force them... I will force them out of the paint as much as possible. And um, hopefully, you know, that leads to a win for them. But, I mean, if the Clippers go in there and they beat the Mavericks, then, you know, the momentum has shifted. And I don't really see the Mavericks, you know. Depending on how they lose, if if it's the same way that they lost in Game 3 then and they can't adjust, then I expect the Clippers to do the same thing for Game 5 and 6 to take the series. So um, let's get into a little bit of what we see right here with uh, with Utah and uh, Memphis as Donovan Mitchell just hits him with that little shake and bake with the three-pointer. He's so lethal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this this series is really interesting because we have the number one seed going against uh, the number eight seed, mm-hmm. and the series is tied 1-1, and tonight's game so far is neck and neck. I mean, it's 113-109 after that three-point shot that Donovan Mitchell just made with about three minutes left to go in the fourth. This could go either way. Um, I did put a Team Futures bet in that it was going to be um, Utah and six. So let's see how that turns out. Um, I think that bet's going to be good. But again, a, another young star that we see just really embracing his this entire situation in the playoffs not exactly so much so as the the role as the villain like we're seeing out of um Trey Young but just another young guy that really puts his team on his back and does not fear big playoff minutes has got to be John Moran bro mhm um what do you see in this series bro um before I start off on the series I just want to say RIP to Mark Eaton um who just passed away uh he was um uh, Legendary Utah Jazz player played uh, during the prime era of the Jazz with John Stockton and Carl Malone, two-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year, and he was also a one-time All-Star. So just want to say RIP and show my respects to um, him. Um, as far as what I'm seeing in the series, of course, Game 1 was kind of a, an anomaly because we did have Donovan Mitchell just for whatever reason last second. He was pulled out and listed as out, even though everybody expected him to play. And, you know, the Grizzlies did a good job of taking advantage. We had Dylan Brooks, you know, play a monster game. Uh, As some people have called him, the evil Danny Green. As John Morant has a really, that was a really bad turnover that they just had with two minutes and 50 seconds to go in this game four um, or game three. Um, And Rudy Gobert nails a bucket right at the rim. Um yeah, I just think uh, the 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 Grizzlies took advantage of the Jazz not having their star player, and then um, since Game Two, you know, since they got Donovan Mitchell back, that was a pretty, I would say, you know, John Morant had his back and forth, but Donovan Mitchell really kind of led that team to victory, and as we're seeing right now in Game Three, from what we've seen so far, is. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell, like you said, hitting that three and just kind of really being the difference maker in terms of like pulling away with the W's in this game. So uh, Dylan Brooks pulls up and that's just not a good shot. 
Um, it's looking like if uh, if, yeah, if they, they can't get, get a together, stop, yeah, if, if they, they don't get a stop here, then it's looking like the game the, is going to be out of reach. Yeah, Jazz is going to win this one. But I think honestly, bro, um, I just think ultimately the Utah Jazz they do have a, a good like they they have a great bench and they have a lot of talent. And uh, they just called a shooting foul on that. Um, Three-point attempt on Dylan Brooks. But um, I just think Donovan Mitchell is the biggest difference maker, bro. He's just able to really, really dominate. He's able to really just get to the rim, hit those three-pointers. He's just he's just so smooth with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. he's a great player. And... Uh, I don't think as great as John Moran is and as great and young as this Memphis team is, I just don't think they can get it done. I think the Utah Jazz just has too much talent. Um, and wow, Dylan Brooks actually fouled out. That's really big. I, I think this game might be over at this point. So we're probably looking at the Utah Jazz going up 2-1 in this series as they get an important win at Memphis. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's no surprise. Um, but yeah, let's get into the finalists for the um, for the uh, awards in the NBA. Um, we'll start with the uh, coach of the year. We have Quinn Snyder, Tom Thibodeau, and Monty Williams. So we have um, Monty Williams won, right? Did he win already? Yeah. My bad. I I, I don't have the updated list. I'm fucked up. Yeah, Mo- Monty Williams won the coach of the year. Jordan Clarkson won. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me give you the top finalists, bro. Come on now. <laughs> um, it's kind of old news, though. Yeah, but I just wanted to I just wanted to say who the finalists were before we said who won them. Okay. Um, but, yeah, do you have the, the winners in front of you right now? Because um, we have, um, I guess we can just go ahead and get into Jordan Clarkson for the NBA sixth man. We had jo- Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, and Derrick Rose. Um, most impo- most improved player Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., and Julius Randle. Julius Randle won that one. Um, I didn't know that all of these had already been announced. I thought only a few had. My bad. Um, rookie of the year, we had Lamelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, and Tyrese Halliburton. Who won that one? Was it Lamelo? I don't think they've announced it yet. Okay, bet, bet, bet. Um, defensive player of the year, we got Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons. I don't think they released that one. And the MVP, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. Anything you want to add to these before we move on? I just wanted to kind of just throw them out there. I think maybe, I think actually, surprisingly, Joel Embiid might win. uh, Just based on the credentials that they uh, base these awards off of. You know, it's usually the best player on the number one seed, so... I think it might actually be Embiid that wins this award. The only thing that might stop him is how they feel about those uh, games that he missed because of injury. So so if you're taking that into account, I would say it's got to be Steph Curry because Joel Embiid, yeah, absolutely right. He was injured and he was off for a while. But look at Steph Curry, the, the night and day difference it makes when Steph Curry's playing on that team and when he's not. Yeah, but they still didn't make the playoffs, so it's really hard to... That's the only fucking thing. Yeah. yeah. If they made the playoffs, that's I would definitely say Steph Curry. But that's what I'm saying, just going back to like the injury situation. Steph Curry, you can tell, absolutely made the biggest impact on their team when they were injured versus when they weren't, came back. That team was completely two different teams. I mean, they looked like a fucking G League team at some points. Yeah. I thought it was funny when um 
when LeBron mentioned, I think it was after the Golden State game, he was like, yeah, Steph Curry, that's the MVP of our league. He's the MVP. Yeah. I was like, I mean, oh, several okay. guys were clamoring for stuff. Um, I as, see what LeBron's doing. I oh, see what LeBron. John Morant just gets stuffed at the bucket. Was that a foul? Yeah, I think that they called a foul. Um, right now, the Grizzlies are down by 10 points with about a minute and a half to go. And what if I'm, Steph Curry and LeBron were on the same team? That'd be amazing. I saw I saw this like um, picture of like players that you know like uh, not it was a, it wasn't a picture I think it was a TikTok. Mm-hmm. This guy was like players that I'd love to see play together. And I think he put Steph Curry and LeBron James together. Another interesting duo was um, Bradley Bill and Jason Tatum. Just thinking about that video. Mm. Um, but yeah, bro. I guess we can just keep it rolling, bro. I don't think we have too much for the um, for the NBA outside of what we just went over, just the playoff stuff. Yep. Um, do we do we want to get into the NFL stuff at all, um, any of the news, or should we just save that for the next one? We can save it for the next one. All right. So, um, and there's nothing else that you wanted to touch on in terms of just like stuff going on in the NBA. I don't think there's much of anything else besides the playoffs, but just got to ask anyways. No, nah, I think we covered our ground here. All right. Perfect. So, I guess, well, with that being said, we can just keep it rolling. Okay, guys. Another, uh, fantastic episode in the books if you ask me this one is a little bit shorter we typically go for like that two minute uh, two hour mark we're about an hour and a half in which is actually still a little bit longer than i thought yeah i thought we would probably just rip it for an hour yeah um but the intro did go a little bit longer too we got hey i just want to shout you out for uh, coming through after work and uh getting this pod in and making it happen bro of course bro so it's, it's what we signed up for, baby. Yeah, it don't matter, so. man. I'm not gonna lie, I was uh, exhausted after work, bro. Damn. But at work, I, I I anticipated that you know this whole situation, so I had coffee and everything. Just got nice, myself nice, hyped up nice. to go. You were uh, hyped. Yeah, I was ready. I was ready for this one, bro. Showing love to your Clippers. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Hell no, nah, bro. Nah, my G. Trading in the Knicks jersey for never. Clippers jersey, never. Out of all the teams you could trade in that jersey, for. hell no, bro. If if I ever ever, I thought you might at least trade in for Brooklyn. At least Brooklyn's nah, right down the street. Nah, never. Right around the block, bro. You know what? If I ever went crazy, like lost my mind completely, or my team, either that or just the Knicks organization goes bankrupt or something, I would not pick the Nets or the Clips. I would definitely go with the Wiz because I've been in the DMV my whole fucking mm. life. So if the, I never if, go with the easy option, bro. If, if it's not about it's, it's not about the Nets and the, and the, and the, the squad they got, like like I'm, so many of my like my uncles and my family that's from New York is like, oh yeah, then my second team's got to be the Nets now. Fuck the Nets, bro. Mm. I don't give a fuck about the Nets. Mm. Let's go, man. I've been in DMV my whole life, bro. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Even I don't know. It's gonna be tough, but still, I I pick teams due to childhood history. You would, yeah. Hey, you know what? Everyone's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nostalgia is definitely a big factor. I like LA because I'm kind of the LA vibe. I love the LA vibe. I don't think I could live out there, but I love the LA vibe. That whole hey. culture out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I would say the Colts because mainly my family. That's you know that's who they got me into when I was really young. And then for baseball, I mean. I would say probably the Dodgers just because, you know, it's L.A. again. It's so funny because in Virginia, my best cut you off. In Virginia, everyone knows me, especially growing up in school. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's kids from New York or whatever, right? Because when everyone asks me where where I'm from, I would tell them I was born in New York, right? Yeah. But it's not like I'm from New York. Like, I didn't live my my whole childhood in New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
if anything, I'm more from Woodbridge because I've been my whole life in fucking Woodbridge. Yeah. Um, but the reason I'm a fan of these teams is because my family, like, like just like you with the Colts, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. My whole family watched the Knicks, the Yankees, and the Giants, and that's just who mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of. And if I had to add one more because of my family, it'd have to be the Rangers for the um for hockey. Um, but yeah, man, I appreciate everybody tuning in, man. Another great episode in the yes. books. Shout um, out to y'all. Episode thirty one. Except um, the Clipper fans out there. I, I appreciate that compliment too, my man Izzy. Of course, show, show me love, bro. Um, but yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> I just had to hit it one time. Uh, another great episode in the books, guys. We appreciate y'all tuning in. If you guys are listening, go ahead and take a screenshot right now. Share it on your social media. Yeah. Um, definitely subscribe to the uh, to the pod and yeah. rate and review wherever you're listening. Yep. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can hit me up and we can uh, somehow figure out a, a way to get you in on the show. Or um, definitely follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Room Files. Uh, if you want to send us a voice memo that we can play maybe with a question or something like that, you can always hit us up on uh, Gmail, filmroomfiles at gmail.com. Um, anything you want to add, Izzy DMV? I'm just saying, bro, you out here looking like Steve Nash, looking like John Stockton, just dishing it out, just doing everything all at once. The point God. Appreciate that, baby. You know, that's what we do, man. No CP3. No I mean, who? I don't know, bro. No you slacking just, ever, bro. You know. I like to think of myself as white chocolate. I, <laughs> I like to, um, if I had to, I always compare myself to Tony Allen. Hey, I love that. <laughs> hey, you know what? We'll do the basketball players comparison one day. Like if we were basketball players. Oh, you did players, say Dame be? Lillard. Yeah. yeah I'll put you on with Dame Lillard. Yeah, I can see that now because I produce and stuff, all that. Yeah. But guys, we appreciate y'all listening. We out. One love. Peace.